Alright, welcome back to the show. You know what it is. Your host with the most cool Corey J. DJ Witch is Sage back in the building once again with the usual suspects. Who I got in the booth suspect. with me today? Yeah, suspect, cause uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you petty. Sean, you know what I'm saying? Uncle Sean. Shout out my biscuit bags. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> Still on the biscuit bag journey. Look, we joined here today with a guest from the home team. My partner, my dog, my round. Who I got in the building with me today? You got uh, Emily Wilkins. Let's get it. You know, once known as uh, Alias E. Let's get it. Got any more yeah. AKAs? Baby, yeah. AKA, you're wearing a lion's head, so I know you're sad a lot of the times. I mean, AKA, you know, I'm <laughs> also a Saints baby. fan until they play each other, but it's all right. Alias, <laughs> <laughs> my dog M's in the building today. We got a whole bunch of other uh, hooligans in the background. Shout out to the game. Whole lot of game. 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 We in the building. Um, Fuck it. What's up? How you been doing? Let's keep the trends going, bro. He's a weak man. That's how we usually start. We get a recap. It was cool. I mean,. Try to go to the gym most of the days this week, but somebody canceled out on me on some bitch shit. But shout out to Corey. But uh, <laughs> I mean, yesterday was cool. We went to the title crown thing for Lil Wayne. That shit we was did. cool. We did. We was, was right in the front row. We was on TV, was well, a live stream, but that don't really count. Oh, we had some chicken heads sitting behind us too. Dog, trying to get chose. These, these, no, dog. I didn't realize girls can be that fucking ignorant. Chick was like, "Oh, I can't wait till I get pregnant so I can get some more money." It was oh, like you that. heard that? It was like that. I was like, all right. And then she was sitting Dang. next to this dude. Tried to trap him. I hope him. she don't listen to this shit. Probably don't. Yeah, what kind she of was sitting next is. to the dude. She was like, you trade, you want to be my best friend? Then like five minutes later, I heard her like, you want to buy us a drink? He was like, boy, no indeed. <laughs> that shit was funny <laughs> as fuck. Oh, man. So, you got my week one? Then, yeah, my bad. Shit, I was like, going over my topics. But how was your week, bro? Trash. <laughs> what happened? It's still fucking hot outside. I do cable. It's hot as hell. Then I go in the attics, and I was in the attic. Not the other day. Remember I told you I had to do like four installs. That was oh, one yeah. of the reasons I didn't go to the gym. Fuck I had to like install four hours. It was trash. I know you. I was in the attic for like a total of maybe like four hours for the whole day. So the why you not attic? skinny? Damn. <laughs> that's because he bulked up back in the day. So he was trying to be a wrestler. He bulked way up, and he's yeah, never he, he never lost that weight. working at Burger since, King. Huh? He was we was same size, damn near. He just anyway, blew up. I'm working on it. I'm sensitive about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not you know. I'm married. I don't give a fuck. We love you. Right. Hey, Real. Mean, as long as she loves you, so that's, that's what you're that husband for. flex around. I'm working for that. Where you ring at? Oh. Chill out. Chill out. Anyway. <laughs> Shut up, man. How's your last week? Son, it's been great. I just took some graduation pictures. Did it? You know, uh, finally graduating. In it's what? it's gonna be nice to get that bachelor's. In what? Uh, interdisciplinary studies, public health. You gonna have to explain what you just went over my head with that. It all it is is like, hey, you're not a traditional student any longer. Mm-hmm. So we're just gonna take everything that you had back in the day, throw it into something, and make it a degree. Pretty much is what it is. So it's like a super general studies, <laughs> like. Yeah, pretty much. That's all they did. They just took all my old credits because I was a biology major. Yeah. And they just made it into a degree. What made you switch? Uh, well, I live in San Antonio. And mm-hmm. they um, they were like, hey, we suggest that you go back to the school. You have the most credits. Because uh-huh. I was trying to go uh, to A&M. All right. And they're like, no, just go back to UNO. That's, that, you got so many credits there. See if they'll help you out. Right. And um, Mr. Harper, he like hooked me up. He's like, listen, just change to this degree we'll get everything online and you only have to worry about it you can get your degree you only have 30 credit 32 credits to go shout out mr harper right Dang shit. Dang. yeah shout out to mr harper man right he would never listen to this but shout out to mr harper. Listen to our shit. Fuck yeah i mean mr harper man. Like, i might send it, i might descend it to him straight up like, look, sh- peep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lord. so how long are you in town for because for the listeners who don't know, you currently reside in... Oh, where? I currently reside yeah. in uh, San Antonio, Texas. How's it out there? I've been out, I went out there after Katrina for a little bit. You fucking with it? Honestly, I mean, you know, I'm half Mexican. So for yeah. me, uh, I mean, I love it. It's it's great. Um, I feel bad for Erica. That's my wife sometimes Child. because, you know, like she wants to get her hair done or some shit. <laughs> yeah. And it's, a, it's sometimes it's like a struggle. She just really? recently started like finding people 
Because otherwise, really, the the biggest cities, we have Austin, but that's, yeah. like, Hipster, USA. Yeah, and then yeah. you have Houston, which is, like, three and a half hours away. Fucking damn. But yeah, honestly, man. it's amazing. I, I love San Antonio. It's it's great. Um, I've never been there. I've been to Houston and Dallas before. I've never been to San Antonio. San Antonio has, like, the best Tex-Mex food. You just, <laughs> you just don't go to the Riverwalk and get it. Because right. they overcharge you. It's like the tourist shit. Yeah, you know, automatically. It's right. And it's not that good. You got to go to, like, the places that... The hood spots. Well, they got hood spots in San Antonio? Oh, man. Southside, man. Right by South right South. by Lackland. Right by Lackland. If you want to get some good food... Who's a rapper from San Antonio? Sean Pacquiz. Trying to think of one. I'm, like, I'm being honest with you. I don't really... I don't really... Can't think of nobody. I mean, we got people south. Like, Corpus Christi. Uh, Brock. You know I'm talking about? Brock somebody. They're from they're from Corpus Christi. You got people in Austin. You got people from Houston. You know, but I don't really think there's anyone from San Antonio that's like yeah, famous. I can't, I can't How's the music scene out there? You been you been in it at all? Son, if you want to hear music, you uh, go to Austin. Yeah. Because Austin is where it's at. Like, yeah. For real. Seriously. I heard that, like, I forgot what street. Sixth Street or something? It's like Bourbon or something. Well, not Bourbon, but like the French Quarters. So for Erica's birthday this year, that's uh -huh. actually where we're going. Because we haven't gone yet. And it's in Austin? But it's in Austin. And I heard it's, it's like the place to go. Yeah. It's I the place to go, it. man. Damn. But good food, though. Good yeah. food at all over San Antonio. Whether you like Tex-Mex or American or, you know, if you're, if you're a foodie, it's a great city. Right. It really is. It's a oh, great yeah. city for food. So sound like this is me and Bree next spot. She stay trying. She stay trying to go places just to fat back out. Well, hey man, let me know. We got a we got an extra room. Straight <laughs> <laughs> up. Yeah, man. We, we got a we got we got extra room, man. Let me know. Oh yeah, yeah, sir. Make moves. We we about to get a bed because the food time. My nana told me that that food time ain't cutting it. <laughs> So I said, all right, now nah, nah, I got you. I'm going to get a... I'm gonna get, she said, uh-uh. Be high. I don't fuck with that. So right. she, I was like, all right, now nah, I'm going to get you a bad bed. That's how I am. I got a whole guest room here at the crib. Like, we got a little bed enough. But we don't be inviting motherfuckers over like talking about, so... But <laughs> hey, right. we out here. So, you've been spitting? For those of y'all that don't know, I knew Emily for... Since what? 2011, 2012? It was yeah, right after I graduated. I started um I got with Pat and right. and then, you know, he was like, Hey, and then you just, And I bet you as a full blown rapper. Not full of getting into rapping. You were the first person to record me. Let's get it. Y'all heard it. Core J Productions back in the day. Yeah, I think I might even said that on uh the first thing I recorded was Corey Day or Greenlight. I think I said Greenlight Production because we were recording in Pat's closet. Right, yeah, I do remember that shit. So Yeah, man. <laughs> You um, you still you still pursuing the rapping? You still doing a little bit? Ooh, so you know I I freestyle here and I freestyle there and mm -hmm. I I've actually been writing more on the poetry side mm -hmm. because I was thinking about uh, like making a poetry book called Music with No Notes mm -hmm. and just putting out kind because of, I, I I now that I've rapped mm -hmm. when I write poetry very often mm -hmm. it has that same kind of it comes of, to you as a, yeah it comes to me as a rap even right. if I don't have music right and so that's kind of been the route that I'm taking so right. I'm thinking about putting that out like and then it takes a lot though yeah. to really sit down and write oh you yeah. know what I mean I that's mean I, I love writing don't get right. me wrong and freestyling comes so easy like right. when I when I hear beats I can I can picture a song. Right. So, I mean, I wish sometimes that I had someone just be like, here. Sometimes I'll send stuff to, like, Rocco. Because right. me and him, the goat. <laughs> we don't we don't rap the same necessarily, right. but we have very similar, uh, I would say, topic matters. Right. And so I'll send him beats that I know that, because I find a bunch of, like, Man. free stuff. YouTube is, is amazing. Yeah, YouTube is fucking amazing. I'm so glad that that's been a come up in Man. the past, you know, 10, 15 years, because thank you for YouTube. Right. I've been I running through like, freebies. To go get back to what you just said, I feel like if Rock really wanted to be a rapper, Rock would shut Slidell down. Rock's, Rock's so fucking nice. <laughs> He'd do his little random verses every so often, and them bitches be so fire. Son, he's so, the Andre 3000. He really he is. He's the he Andre like, 3000 of animations. People, people going to hear this. Telling him like, Son, I, more. I've been waiting what? for, I fell in love in February. Since 2012, when I started fucking with Tana Mason, no, I've been waiting for his. I hope he listens to this. Bro. I'm gonna see him at some point before I leave, right. and I'm gonna let him know. Make sure you listen Sorry. Sunday 
to the podcast. So people are gonna hear this and be like, yeah, whatever. But if you know, you fucking know. Rock is uh, a <laughs> like Sean. He don't be believing. He don't be fucking with the locals. I didn't say that. Right now, Sean has on a Detroit Tigers hat, the most underrated fucking MLB team in the history of MLB. I mean, I know I had Detroit Tigers, but I just like picked the hat off. He He doesn't understand. He doesn't understand because right now, as Corey J said from the jump, I got my Detroit Lions hat on because we are an underrated team and we've never won a Super Bowl. They're doing good right now, right? Well, we lost by a field goal. Y'all beat the Patriots, though. But we did. But at the same time, there's so much disarray in that team. Like, you can't. We took their. We took their defensive line coach. So it's at the same time. It's like, can we really call that a victory? He gets so much shine, though. I was watching that game, and I thought it was I. I think they put him on camera more than any other coach in the NFL. I counted one time. It was like 15 times. That's. It's because he it's left the Patriots. The, yeah, because he the left Belichick. the Patriots, like, that's the, the and he's taken over some because he's taken over a team that you know how many coaches we've had. Y'all don't want to. Y'all really don't want to know. Probably. Y'all really don't. I'm a Raiders fan, so I'm, I'm yeah, just in as bad too. as in a boat. Like, so you know what I'm saying? it's it's terrible. Right. It's so bad. Like Matthew Stanford, he just he really <laughs> tries so hard. Some, but Megatron was so played by the way Detroit handled. Right. His right. retirement, yeah, his injuries, that he retired, and that's the this. same way that that's the same way they did Sanders. Right. Like True. you can't keep treating your star players like shit. Speaking of Megatron, he he retired and stayed away, huh? Sonny, because you know he, he don't be doing like back. he don't be doing like no commentary, none of that bullshit, huh? No, that's that's I, don't, I don't think I've never seen really him. was like that though. Some, but that's because he's he's that's the kind of I feel like that's right. the kind of soul he is. He doesn't. He just. He loved the game. I think it's somewhere in a mountain right now. Yeah, so honestly, somewhere he's probably somewhere in the in the UP right now. For <laughs> those that don't know what the UP is, the Upper ex. Peninsula of Michigan. He's probably up there somewhere, son, just chilling in the cabin. Right now, it's probably cold as fuck. You'd be surprised, son. It's not that bad. It's not that yeah, bad. I, say, I mean, compared yet. compared to what y'all are used to, yeah. but like, it's a different kind of cold. Yeah. Like when I went up there, I went up there in uh, July. Mm-hmm. So you know, I've been in the south about as long as I've been in the north now. Right. And when I go up there, I'm like, it. So it was 103 when I left in San Antonio. 103. That's not including the heat in there. Yeah. That's just straight temperature. Jeez. I went to Michigan. I jumped out the car. Me and Erica were like, like what the fuck? It was 55. <laughs> and we damn went, in July. In Ooh. July, and that was a cold front that had moved. You know, because we're we're not that far from Canada. Right. That cold front just happened to come through that weekend. Cold winds. Woo. We I were got a newfound new love for the cold. After, I, I, I've been I, um, I, hate I really started hunting last year, and I went out there hunting ducks. It was fucking freezing. Never since then, I don't. I, it has to be really cold for me. Shout to out by like, you boys for me to be like for uncomfortable. Real like, I follow really you on Instagram, cold. man. Go follow him on Instagram. Yeah, trying to get popping. You should. Um, yeah, man. We out here. So you guys gotta go to Michigan, man. I've been wanting to. I um I was working for a company, a little side story. I met this dude. He was from Michigan. I mean, him was just chopping it up. And he was just telling me about you know how uh, how how different it is out there and shit. He was telling me that he was in a fishing. A lot of the same shit I was into, and he was just kind of explaining that shit to me. So it's pretty cool though. I mean, for real, honestly, if you've never been ice fishing, yeah. I know it sounds crazy, son. Yeah, I still know how that works. But listen, as a kid, so this is what you have to understand. So the the lake has to freeze at least, I think it's two inches. I'd have to ask my dad, because my dad is like, right. that's the guy I used to go ice fishing with, man. So we used to go out there when it was about like two inches thick. Mm-hmm. You roll out there, make a little hole. Right. You fucking sit there. You put you put about four or five different things. And because they're fish, you know, underneath that ice, right. it's, good, it's just water. Yeah, so those fish crazy. don't have worms. You could sometimes you drop you, something down. Just you drop, drop a hook down there. Yeah, so you, on it. you drop something down there. You just gotta be patient. Right. And the thing is, you know what I mean. Like obviously, I was a kid, so my dad wouldn't really drink that much in front of me. Mm-hmm. But that's how you stay warm, son. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you shit, drink a beer. Yeah, drink we, uh, a little bit. That's how he was. That's how he was for like hunting season. Get a little alcohol in you. Get up in the blind, drinking some Crown. Be trying to shoot them birds like that. Oh shit! It's just fun though. I mean, that, I'm telling you, that's. You would, I feel like you would like ice, right. like ice fishing is, it's not as bad. Really, honestly, the winter isn't as bad as you think it is. Right. A lot of people are just like, oh, it's always so cold. And I'm like, well, 
you have to think like Michigan has seasons. Right. So you prepare because you already are ready for it to be winter because right. it's, it yeah, drops. True. It's like uh, Game of Thrones. The winter is coming. The winter. <laughs> I never even watched that show, but shout out to the people that watch Game of Thrones. Yeah, no, I, I don't watch that great. show either, honestly. I tried to watch the first episode like four different times and I was like, all right. I just, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because everyone, it's like, uh, what was that, Hunger Games? When everyone yeah, was yeah, all yeah, hyped up about it, so yeah. I couldn't get it. I, I maybe it's the hipster in me, but I could not get <laughs> that's, into that's it. How I was, hipster. I was like, eh. I couldn't do yeah, it, son. He was busy dancing at, at them times. Oh, oh. Jokes, fuck <laughs> fuck I don't so, know what he's talking about. We got the intro out the way. I want to ask you some questions. All right, man, ask away. Let's see how to go about this. And if anything you don't hear, so what you're saying, we're completely open and honest with our listeners. So sometimes we talk about things we probably shouldn't talk about. But if you have anything that you want to keep to yourself, it has to be done. But I want to ask you a question. All right. Because you're a super minority, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I do. Uh, what's going on with Kanye? <laughs> How you? What's your whole take? Do you have a, first of all? Do you have an opinion on the whole situation or the the rhetoric Kanye is putting out there? So I'm be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Number one, I don't really pay attention to Kanye because mm-hmm. it's Kanye. Like, mm-hmm. no offense to anyone that's a Kanye fan right. because I wasn't a Kanye fan honestly, and this is gonna blow people's minds. So I was like, when I was like in seventh grade, I think he dropped. I, I don't know what it was. It was probably late registration. Okay. Because I was around like 6th or 5th grade around that time. Okay, so he had this album cover. Not an album cover, a magazine cover. And he had like a Jesus. Oh, I remember that. He had like a Jesus, you know, mm-hmm. Nazareth kind of like look the, going in the, the, in the album. It might have been Source. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was oh. like that Passion of the Christ looking. Yeah, cover. man. I remember and, what um, you're talking about. I was kind of religious at the time, ironically. Mm-hmm. I was kind of religious. Right. And I was like, wow, this is super sacrilegious. I can't fuck with this. Damn. And I didn't listen to him. Right. I think the only song I listened to was Jesus Walks. And that was it. And I didn't talk. I didn't listen to any of his music. I didn't talk about Kanye. Oh, I didn't. Damn. I think damn, I actually really? was at Walmart one time. I was like, you can buy one album. And I remember holding, I think it was late registration. And I remember holding the album Life. I don't know if you remember Life. <laughs> Life Jigs. Yeah, oh, Life Jigs. Oh, yeah, my dad got that shit. And I actually, <laughs> Shout out so my just dad. so y'all understand the old soul that I am, oh, I bought man. Life Jennings over Kanye. Life Jennings, motherfucker, gangster. He really is, son. He really is. Um, so, flash forward, it's like I'm I'm downloading Macadelic. Or not Macadelic. I was downloading uh, Watching Movies with a Sound Off. Rest in peace, Mac Miller. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. Crazy. And... I downloaded Yeezus and I actually liked and I know a lot of people didn't fuck yeah, with that album son but there were some gems on there that I feel like everyone was kind of sleep on right. because they were so used to a different kind of Kanye yeah, that they weren't shit. ready for that and right. I was like I like this that was I say it's not my favorite but I would never say it's trash or I don't like it like I guess I could still find some songs on there that I fuck with you but as far as like yeah like if I rank it wouldn't be first I mean, and you know what? And going back and listening to old Kanye, it's not first. It'd be making you sad on some shit. It'd be like, damn. Like, what happened? <laughs> hey, I mean, that... So, for me, for a very long time, I didn't, I didn't fuck with Kanye. Mm. But based on listening to that album and then backtracking, because that's the kind yeah. of person I am, right. I realized, like, when everyone was so upset about him saying... Mm-hmm. You know the the slavery comments that he said. Mm-hmm. Kanye's been basically saying that black people were slaves to materialistic things since way back. All falls down. Yeah, like, he he really has been saying that, and mm-hmm. I'm not saying that he's right or wrong, right. but he's been saying that to his listeners. Yeah, right. Black people have not they're not enslaved anymore, but right. they're enslaved to Mentally. being materialistic and to proving to other people, whether it's black people or white people, that they're doing better. Right. So when he when he said that crazy shit, I was like, "Well, is it really crazy, or is this just Kanye being Kanye?" But it's you know really I mean? hard to tell because it's like he'll say like he'll talk that shit, but in another song he'll talk about some mink or some shit like some expensive ass shit. But son, that's like the same way Tupac was. Yeah. That's the same way a lot because you have to understand like you have to think about your audience because these these gentlemen are trying to sell records, right? And they realize at a certain point. 
you're not gonna reach the masses by being conscious. Obviously, look at most deaf and common. They're amazing. They are the best. They are amazing rappers. But everyone sleeps on them. How many white people really know who Common is? They see that IBM commercial or whatever commercial. They don't even know who Common is. I was say a lot of people don't like. They don't know. They don't know who Black Stars are, son. They don't know who Black Stars are, and they're asleep, son. And it's it's because, honestly, consciousness doesn't sell. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't resonate. Hoes, money, negativity. You know all the things in which you black people, really black people are so much more than that. And that's the, I mean, I took a, a, a sociology class recently, mm-hmm. and you want to know the crazy. So this is something that really is portrayed in the media is right. that there are so many black women that are single mothers. You know how yeah. many black families are wholesome families, no. and they don't, but they don't put that out right. because why? Why would you want to represent something that's so beautiful right. when you can make some, when you can make a minority that you already obviously have oppressed? I think. I think that that is used to put a target on black men. We have all these single black women because they're the the criminal black man is running around killing each other and doing this and doing that. I think that's I think that narrative is, is being flipped to go you know go against this. So I, I couldn't agree more. And I, honestly, I, I there's been times that I've you know I've honestly worried more about my friends in Slidell than I worried. There was a time my cousin. My cousin was deployed. Mm-hmm. I worried more about y'all here in Slidell than I ever worried about my cousin because at least I knew my cousin had an AK-47. Right. Y'all don't have that option. Well, you know what I mean? And, and that's, that's honest to God. Showing no history. I was going to talk about you. I'll talk about oh, you. Oh, man. Shit. Good Lord. You got to just... Sean keeping on him. I don't know what he's talking about. She... <laughs> I can't stand y'all. But nah, man. Yeah, that... um. That that is definitely a, a narrative that needs to be corrected because it's it's trash. It it really is. I mean, honest to God, as I think the hardest thing is, so a lot of um, a lot of white people, a lot mm-hmm. of black people, they mm-hmm. don't like to talk about racism. They right. don't want to talk about things that could possibly hurt their feelings. You yeah. know, the only time you grow is when you're uncomfortable. Yeah. When you're uncomfortable, that's when the most growth occurs. Today, and a lot of people they don't want to be uncomfortable. Right, they want to rather avoid them conversations, you know. I, I've noticed that people just avoid yeah. the tough times to grow and get right. better. And people that rather avoid a conversation than having it. Sometimes having that conversation, you could agree to disagree, but sometimes just having a conversation opens your mind up to a lot of different things going on. So I mean, absolutely, son. It's just like kneeling. You know, I think I. I mean, I don't know if Warren listens, mm-hmm. but so I, I very very rarely post mm-hmm. on Facebook and I happen to just like retweet something or repost whatever it is on Facebook mm-hmm. you know repost something that right. one of my friends that was in the army mm-hmm. that she had posted and I didn't realize that they had posted that in part of the little it was like one of those memes yeah. it was like little four blocks or whatever Yeah. and um, one of them was something about statue and obviously mm-hmm. if you know me you know that I would never right. condone a statue that not only furthers the representation of slavery. Right. That's a no for me. Yeah, but, definitely. You know what I mean? But so obviously Worm doesn't or James doesn't know me. Mm-hmm. So he, he commented on it. He was like, well, you know, if you stand for the flag, you know, you're this, that. And the other. This was a long time ago. But mm-hmm. I, I want him to know that, I mean, I have to stand for the flag, son. Mm-hmm. And it's not just that my commander told me to. Right. It's like I can stand. And my brother, there's brothers and sisters out there that will never be able to stand. There's people that took IED hits that I I never took. Mm-hmm. My dad was in for 31 years, son. Right. Like I will always stand and salute my flag. And it's not it's not because black men are dying. Mm-hmm. It's because I'm here to tell y'all like I'm always gonna fight for your freedom. Like that's that's always how I feel about it. And, and that's I the I, great thing about freedom is like people got the choice to not or people have the choice to do so. Absolutely, so. son. And I feel like Kaepernick starting that off started these kinds of conversations mm-hmm. where we can agree to disagree. Yeah. But obviously I don't have the type of clout that Kaepernick has. If right. I kneel, right. that's the article fifteen for me. That's Damn. that's that's Real not this it's not the same for me. Right. It's a different it's a different thing. So I'm gonna stand, I'm gonna salute. Not not because my commander told me, but because I have nothing but respect for those that have not only will never come home, son, but those that came home and came in pieces, that came mentally disabled, you know, will have to have purple hearts that they shouldn't have to have because they were trying to fight for something that 
they didn't really completely understand, you know what I mean? And so I just wanted James to know that I don't stand because I think that this country is perfect. Mm-hmm. I stand because this country needs me to stand. You know, and I, I hope he hears me, son, because I felt so bad because I, I didn't respond to him. Right. Shout out because, Warren. I'll never see him around. You know, because it, it would have been an argument, really son. Knows. It would have been a, a Facebook right. fight. And I was like, oh, I'm not trying to. I don't yeah, know. I understand. Like I mean, right. that's more to not even, like, engage in those type of talks because, especially on social media, because that shit just, like, the spiral nine times out of ten. Right. Now, to play devil's advocate, I could see where someone could say to what you just said that the whole kneeling thing it kind of became a disrespect to the military which wasn't why they were doing which wasn't why they were kneeling so and i think me personally i think that a lot of people that started leaning the conversation more towards that are the people that aren't having the conversations about what the real issue was you know what I mean if I'm more than that right a lot of those people son have never you know how many you know how many percent of the United States of America serves the United States military I don't one percent I believe so can you imagine those are the people like you're talking you're talking about patriotism patriotism is fighting for something that you believe in Mm -hmm. patriotism is understanding that I have to stand and I have to salute but you don't you can protest that is what our fourth like that is what the forefathers wanted us to do right benjamin franklin would be like yes this is what i this is why i went to this is why i went to france this is why i signed this document so that you could do what what you're supposed to do which is when something isn't right which obviously the system isn't right that you would stand that you would kneel that you would do what you were supposed to do you know everyone plays their part and that absolutely kneeling is was needed america needed to understand that was a shock to the system it was man it was a shock shock. it was a shock because only 14 percent in the united states of america is african-american and that's crazy when when you when you hear that because i personally know way more black people you live anything because you live in new orleans you live in sidell son it's different so that just makes you realize how many fucking people are really around you because to me it seems like New Orleans is majority black in every section it's like over 50% African American like off top it's like where do all these white folks live I know they're not all in Delaware (laughs) you just have to think like in every major city that's where the majority of African like black people live son Mm -hmm. and then after that think about the rest of the United States of America Think about Mississippi. Think about Texas. Think about, you know, Michigan. You know how many people, I, you know how many black kids I went to school with when I was in elementary school? Mm-hmm. One, son. What the fuck? Yeah, and she was mixed. And she was mixed. Where were you at? I was in Holland, Michigan. Holland, the Duchess whitest city. Shout yeah. out to Holland. But the Duchess whitest city there ever Holland. was, son. It's, it's changed a lot. Like, we've, we've grown, but we've grown in, like, Hispanics and Asians. We still don't even have that many black people, and the very few black people we have are from Chicago. So let me ask you, being from up north and being of Hispanic descent, what's uh, what's the racial tension like out there? You know, a lot of people like to say it's different up north. I've lived all over. I lived in Boston, Rhode Island, but I think that's like two of the most racist up north places you could be at. I didn't really experience it because, like I said, I grew up around people like me, so... Never really had too much experience along that. With the with the Haitians, the Zoes. That was when I was in Florida. Shout out my partners. Shout out four ten. Right. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what um, what was it like growing up, or up more up north, not being uh, white? So I mean, my last name is Wilkins, which benefited me in the very least because they didn't at first realize that mm-hmm. I was Hispanic, mm-hmm. and it wasn't until you know parent teacher conferences popped off and they saw my mom right. and her last name is Gutierrez. So mm-hmm. then they saw my mom and my mom is a very business oriented woman. Right. So if you ever meet her, she's a boss on off mm-hmm. top. And there, and in fifth grade was the first time that I ever really experienced racism. Mm-hmm. And I, I, my mom was like, I don't understand. Like Emily's having problems in school. Why won't they talk to me? Right. So my mom came in and my mom shut it down. She didn't curse right. at him or anything. 
but she just shut it down and i mean i was really lucky i think the the next after that i actually moved to uh right outside of memphis tennessee and i went to germantown and no chick from now shout out to her let me tell you um (laughs) germantown tennessee memphis tennessee is the most racist place i've ever been Memphis is the most racist place I've ever lived. That's why all the rappers that come out of Memphis fucking gangsters. They're gangsters because some they have to be. Like they literally have to be. At that time, the mayor was so corrupt. I mean, if you ever go look up, like people talk about New Orleans and the corruption in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. The corruption in Memphis was so terrible, Jeez. and the racial tension. I feel like that racial tension started from the shooting of MLK, yeah. and it just continued from there. I had some friends and I was never one to look at the color of your skin. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you were my homie, you were my homie. And I had <laughs> I had some very interesting friends. I had one homie named Kenesha. Her family, her dad ended up being hating Hispanics. Yeah. Uh, I had one homie, Tunjula. She was really cool. But you know what I mean? It was, it was just like seeing the completely different, a different side of culture. I mean, that's where I feel like I grew the most because right. I, I saw a whole other side. Mm-hmm. A black culture. Right. I really got to see mm-hmm. churches, soul food, all the kinds of things that you just don't see. Like Memphis, mm-hmm. besides those families, I mean, Tunjula's family, her mom was like the most amazing lady. Right. But like, a lot of people were very, if you were black, mm-hmm. you weren't friends with white people. And if you were white, you weren't friends with black people. Right. I'm like, well, I'm half Mexican, half white. Like, like what, where, where do, do I go? You know, I'm like this That's because... I'll be, be like, damn, I'm black and white, so... Wow. You know, I'll be like <laughs> yeah. this because... Yeah, the biracial you know what I'm... You understand my struggle here because the white people wouldn't really fuck with Mexicans. Like, oh, you're a bunch of illegals. You right. know? And the black people were like, well, me, you're half white, but I mean, I guess we'll take you. You know what I mean? You're <laughs> fucking half Mexican. Yeah. Mexican and black is kind of like they one and one, so... Yeah. yeah, but when you're Mexican and white in Memphis, right. it's a struggle, son. Jeez. It's a struggle. So is the... You, well, you spent some time in Memphis, so you was in the South. I don't consider it the South, but I guess you was in the South. We in the dirty South here, as they say. Bottom of the map. Right. Because <laughs> I asked um, Jinko this, shout out to him, on well, his episode, you know, he's coming from St. Louis. Is it blatantly obvious racist as fuck in the South compared to the North? Let me tell you, so New Orleans, mm-hmm. I have never felt so much of, and I don't know if it's because I think I'm Creole, son. That they just automatically just welcome me. Right. But I've never experienced racism in New Orleans. I mean, I'm talking holding my girlfriend's hand, right. holding my yeah. wife's hand, I'm bourbon. And I've never felt racism. Right. I've never felt like I wasn't meant to be here. I've never felt like, nah, man, you need to go back where you're from. The only time I've ever heard anything was these guys from Alabama that were down on bourbon. And they were talking shit, and my mom, right. my mom felt like, my mom was like, damn, like, come by me. Right. Kind of, you know, because they're, they're talking about some dyke. Like, they, they were throwing out the, yeah. <laughs> they were throwing out the, the one word you just don't call yeah. a lesbian kind of thing, you know? Like, they were just throwing that word around, and mom was like, just come by me. I was grown as fuck, son, but my right. mom still felt, like, threatened. Yeah, that was the only time, son. That's the only time, man. I love this city. I love Seidel, New Orleans. Right. Like, I never felt out of place. That's kind of along the same, same lines as uh, Jinko said. So, I guess we're doing something right, y'all. So, <laughs> we're, we're very welcoming really people. Is. But at the same time, they say we can be mean-ass people, too. Y'all are just real. Y'all are just honest. And y'all taught me to be honest as fuck. Don't beat around the bush. Just cut straight to the line. Basically. Tell people how it is. Basically. Rather you chop my whole tree down and beat around the bush. Bars. Bars, bars, <laughs> with the Detroit hat on, son. You feel him? Uh, I wanted to ask a question about. Well, it's just kind of off topic, but pull your weight Wednesdays. How did that come about? Ooh, we do our research here. <laughs> I appreciate y'all. So I don't know if y'all ever have heard of Eric Thomas. Mm-hmm. So Eric Thomas does uh, motivational Mondays. And obviously, I'm just, he's from Michigan. He's from mm-hmm. Detroit. He actually was born in Chicago. And he went to Michigan State, which is like my wife's like favorite school. And I just started listening to him. Right. And he just, man, he is really good. Super and actually, um, Clay put me on him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I started listening to him, listening to him, listening to him. And I was like, you know what? Why don't I do Motivational Monday? Or, I mean, uh, Motivational, like, Wednesdays. Pull Your Weight Wednesdays. Right. Because I feel like it's important because in society, a lot of times people are like, well, 
Like, what are you, what are you giving to society? Or what are you doing for the greater man? Because everyone always wants to think about me, but what right. about we, son? True. Like, what are we doing for everyone? Because we're all really one. So I started, I started making these videos, and actually, mm -hmm. I kind of stopped because, because of a video that I had heard mm -hmm. uh, by Eric Thomas, and it's like in his last. Um, he just recently got his P. Well, it's probably been a year now. Mm -hmm. He got his PhD, and he dropped. He drops like mixtapes, kind of. Yeah. But just of you know just him. motivational. Right. Yeah. And so one of them, it's actually not even one that starred, but it's one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. And he talks about how his wife took him off laundry duty. And he talks about how how can I stand up in front of you and tell you you know all these motivational things? Well, my wife won't even let me do the laundry because I'm not doing it right. Yeah. You know, like y'all aren't hearing me. My wife took me off laundry duty. She won't let me do our laundry. And I started really thinking about it. And how can I, how can I give somebody else a motivational message when all, of my, all components of my life aren't lined up? And I wasn't, I wasn't being the wife that I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. I wasn't being the Emily that I wanted to be. And so I felt like I had to like, take a step back right. and really align myself. Because it's really important if you're going to... If you're gonna give someone a message, right? You know what I mean. You, you kinda, gotta, you kind of better, you gotta be able to shit. I don't yeah. know. I, I disagree with that because at the same time, people don't want to see a perfect ass you. People want to see. I mean, I, everybody may not want to see imperfections, but people, a lot of people want to know if they getting this motivational shit like you from you. Like, damn, they, they not perfect. They don't do True everything right. right. I they may have some fuck ups here and there, right. so it's like I gotta stand that in the in the sense of wanting to come up with that person. Right. Because there's. A, there's when you're when you're everything's perfect. I feel like there is a thin line between I'm trying to motivate you to I'm stunting on you. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like there's especially on social media, it's a very people thin line that. Between, between that. Right, and that's what I I really can't stand those kind of people. Right. Like marriage is a sacrifice. Like every day you choose to love that person, son. Right. Everyone that tries to get off social media and be like, oh, marriage is perfect, life is perfect. Like, no, son. Right. Y'all will never know my struggles because I'm right. a private person. That's really all but you is. have to understand that marriage is not perfect. Every day you're dealing with two people that grew up in two different households, that grew up with two different ethic codes, that grew up with two different everything. And you are, mm -hmm. you are putting them together and saying, this is for eternity. Right. And you have to understand that marriage is realizing how, honest to God, I was a selfish person. I was so selfish. Until I got married, yeah. I didn't realize how selfish I was, son. And when I got married, I was like, wow. Like, my wife does all this stuff for me. Right. And I don't do it. Like, damn, I need to get my shit <laughs> together. <laughs> Man, I need to fucking get it together. Because, you know, you you carry in that past relationship into your present. And it's a terrible quality. I think a lot of women are, I think women more so than men, mm -hmm. are, I think are susceptible to that. Because we're such emotional beings right. that we bring those emotions into our into our next, and we don't know how to cut it off. We right. don't know how to be like, well, wait, this woman or this person isn't the same person. True, you know what I mean? She's not, or he's not gonna do the same thing, and so right. you carry that, son, and it becomes it becomes a problem. And I really had to like, right. I had to take a step back, and I really had to think about all those things like self love, and you know what I mean, like working out. Um, motivate like meditating mm -hmm. motivating myself because my wife can only do so much right. she can't make me into the woman she wants me to be I have to want to be that woman true that but you know the shit right there like that right there is what people want to hear because they, they may be feeling the same way or like be going through the same situation so they'd be like damn they was right there too and now look at them they posting this shit on YouTube so that's I mean that's really true son and I, I really plan on kicking it back up mm -hmm. it's just been a process because I didn't want to start and not be on the foot that I wanted to be on because sometimes you know people really they rush into things right. and they don't really think about it and I, I really right. love Motivational Wednesdays because right. it really made me think about right. what am I doing every day right and you're doing it for the right reason. You're not doing it for likes and retweets. That's like what else with this podcast. We'll put this shit out, and if three people listen to it, cool. We're going to shout out you three motherfuckers every episode from here on out. So, and that that's good. I, I like to see that when people are doing things for certain reasons because it is real easy to get on social networks and live this, I'm better than you, everything you see, I'm, I'm always haircut, dressed, I'm showing you my best every time you see me. Like, 
A motherfucker can make you believe they don't have a real life. They just this super motherfucker 24-7. And that could kind of fuck it up for a lot of people from outside looking in. Cause, you gonna add me next time? Yeah, maybe. Because you, <laughs> you got people younger than you coming up under you, seeing you, and now that becomes what life's supposed to be. And that's not the case. Because there's a, I'm sure there's a lot of people that could get on these social networks and talk their shit and look like they live in a life, but what does that get for you? You know what I'm saying? What does that do for the next person? Besides make them envy you? I guess I guess it makes people like you if that's what you're looking for. Yeah, I'm not looking for attention, man. I mean, for that. Right. as long as I mean, I love myself. That's the most important thing. True. A lot and a lot of people don't really understand that, man. They they really get lost. And it's really easy. It's really easy to get lost in that. Yeah, it is true. You gotta stay on some kind of path because life can get terrible, as I'm sure we all in this room know. Yeah, yeah. People, be, people be going through shit. But, Man, you be hitting rough patches. But that's the thing we don't realize. Everybody go through shit. Everyone is going through Everybody, shit. Everybody, At all times. Everybody's going, like, you know, my car, this is, like, part of it. So my car burned down, right? Burned down? Like, bro, like when I tell you, this, this car was, like, middle finger up. Damn. Like, milky fluid come out of it. Like, I don't give two craps right. if you ever drive me again and I was like you know what you know everything happens for a reason like really really the universe be, really puts you in places for a reason huh? and even though my car broke down like when I tell you I had some amazing people try to help me bring this car back to life before it broke down the second time right. and I can't even begin to tell you like this lady I, I mentor her daughter we we do science Sundays. We do these experiments and stuff. Mm-hmm. And she was willing to give up fifteen hundred dollars, son, fifteen hundred dollars on a quinceanera cake, because you right. know I'm in San Antonio. Right. So you know quinceas are a big thing. Fifteen hundred dollar cake, son. She was willing to give that to me so that her husband's friend could fix my radiator. No lie, son. That's he love. fixed my radiator, and I had it for a week. Yeah. But you know, it's like the little miracles right. that that happen. And even though my car is it, it's not working right now, right. like I I have a way to work. Mm-hmm. So the universe is always looking out for me, man. Right. So I don't worry about it. You know, I just can't worry about it. I can't I can't stress about those things because somehow the universe is just moving for me, man. And mm-hmm. all I can do is just keep going forward. God makes no mistakes. That's for sure, man. I mean, honest to God. Right. It's just been it's just it's been one of those years where like so many bad things mm-hmm. have been countered by these amazing miracles that I just I couldn't I don't even feel like I could get on to a motivational Wednesday right. and explain the power. Right. I just I, I don't even feel like my words could even you know what I mean really express right. the gratitude that I have for this for this woman like right. Delilah really she was willing to give a 15 she has yeah. three kids son right for me. Damn. You know what I mean? For me, Sheesh. like shout out Delilah, right? Shout out I mean, to you, amazing man, making cakes in San Antonio just in the house, son. <laughs> Whipping them cakes up. Them bitches probably good too, son. They made from the soul. You know what I mean? Like whipping it up. So would you say stuff like that, like little miracles and like little signs from the universe, like that, keeps you going? Like, cause it's easy to just like go off and be like, man, this shit ain't true. Like, fuck all this universe works in your favor bullshit. Mm-hmm. All that shit, whatever happens, happens. You get lucky, sometimes you have bad luck. Right. So how do you feel about that? Man, I always tell people just, I just told Lily, I said, man, read The Alchemist. Read The Alchemist. If you've never read that book. I heard of it, about, but I. Listen, Will Smith himself said that that was his favorite book. And when I heard him say that, like, Will Smith is a motivational speaker within himself. I think Will Smith's everyone's he favorite just, person. Yeah, like, <laughs> the for real, go will and Smith read come on the podcast. The yeah. You will not regret it. And it, like, I don't know if y'all listen to No Name, because uh, No Name, she, she was formerly known by No Name Gypsy. And she was on, uh, <laughs> she was on Chance the Rapper's Ass the Rap. Oh, yeah, that's probably why they hear this. So, I know I don't, song. She I don't so, lost song. There you go. So she now goes by no name. And she has this line. She's like, I hope you find your Fatima. And I was just telling her, I was like, Fatima was this, like, lady. Um, the main character, he's going through his life's journey. He's trying to find his life's journey. And he, he go, he, he's in the desert, and he finds this oasis. And he finds this chick named Fatima. And Fatima 
is just, she's like, you need to leave. You have to leave the Oasis and finish your life's journey. You got to, you got to find it. But I'm going to be here. Right. When you come back, come, you know, like when you're done, come get me. I'll be here. Come get this. Yeah, pretty much. I, I mean, honestly, gosh. So, no name Gypsy, when I heard that she was like, I hope you find your Fatima. I'm like, I love you for that because that's like the most powerful line. If you've, if you've read The Alchemist, you understand the power right. of going through such a crazy journey that is life to find your Fatima. That shit probably went over so many people's heads. It probably did. So there's a lot of people that are probably like, Fatima, that's a... Right. Somebody like, about to learn something new. I, I, that I mean, for real, son. And, and San Antonio, like, oh, Fatima, that's a that's a country, that's a city in Mexico. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't stand y'all. Man. <laughs> they say, instead of mango, they say mango. You know, like yeah. the Hispanic. I'm like, Lord, I got so much to learn here. Lord. Shout out to the homeboys out there. <laughs> and homegirls, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. Smooth the king. Oh. <laughs> Drop some knowledge on you. You got something else, Sean? I see you got your little. I got uh, a question. There you go. Have you found your. Because I've seen you. I'll, I'll, I'll be doing my homework. I watch your videos and show on YouTube. So, have you found your. Do you feel like you found your true life purpose yet? I'm gonna be honest with you. I feel like my true life purpose is to motivate people. I feel like that's been my life purpose since I was like maybe ten. There's many times that people are since like, you was wow. ten. Yeah, dude. Some shit. Yeah, like. But I'm saying a motivational like. <laughs> I mean, so my dad. Time. Listen, my dad used to listen. He was part of this. I don't know if y'all have ever heard of. Uh, I think it's like Am. Amtrak or Am something. The train. No, no, not Amtrak. <laughs> no. That's a train. That's a, whoa. It's not. It's called. Ugh, dang, I cannot think of the name. But my dad was part of this thing called Team of Destiny. Mm-hmm. And they basically was like, it's not a pyramid scheme because that's obviously illegal. Yeah, I don't think it's scary. But it's like, I get you to be part of my group, mm-hmm. and then you get people. But I profit off the people. You get people to buy my products. Right. So everyone's buying products, but I because I signed y'all up and y'all signed them up. Right. So my dad was part of one of those things, and he had these tapes, and there was this amazing motivationals. That's you know, like just these people were amazing, son, and they mm. were all different kinds of people, couples, and you know, just people just motivating people. Right. And I was like ten, nine, and the team of destiny really, I just would listen to them, and I was like, this is the best stuff I've ever heard. Right. And I would like practice like talking to people when I was like really little. So my my goal in like the military is, mm-hmm. you know, to become to become an officer because I feel like I could really motivate these airmen. Because I know what it's like to be on this side. Right. And I know I'm gonna know what it's like to be on that side. Right. And you know, a lot of people don't know. And they're not as young as me. True. So true. you know, I just want to job knowledge on them. Shit. Let them know. Hella knowledge. Fuck you. Shit, you you a step ahead of me. Well, I kind of have an idea. I think of what I'm what I'm meant to do. Yeah, I just gotta figure out a means of getting to it. But that's man, that's like the hardest question. Cause it's like one day I wake up and think maybe I should get into this or do that. Then a week will pass and I'm like, nah. It's just like man. To so to say you you pretty much had a solid idea of what you were meant to do at ten. It's probably what you need to be doing. <laughs> yeah, it's hey, so like, like hey, but you know what? The most important thing, though, is I feel like it's not so much what is your purpose, mm-hmm. but what is your why, man? You know, what is your why? And my why yeah. all the time, it comes back to, you know, the same couple people. Mm-hmm. Why do I want to do these things? And if that's, if you can't figure out your purpose, because your purpose, you have to think a goal is no longer for you. Right. It's for the masses. My goal isn't for me, it's for the people. But when you're setting when you're setting tentative targets, right. like this is what I wanna do. I wanna reach a hundred podcasts. You know, that this is my target. Right. right. And at that point it's not it's a target. It's not a it's not a it's not a you know, a massive dream. Mm-hmm. Goals, dreams, targets, those are all different things. When you have a dream, you have to think about MLK someone. When he had a dream, when he got in front of what was that? Over a hundred thousand people, yeah, son. Instead, I have a dream. Right. He wasn't saying it. He already had won the Nobel Peace Prize, son. He right. already had met the president of the United States of America. Maybe two at that point. Right. He already had accomplished everything that he he had a family, son. He got up in front of all those people, 
and he wasn't doing it for he wasn't doing it for himself anymore. Right. He was doing it for us. Right. He was doing it for them. Right. So the goal is one thing, but to have a dream, you just gotta think about this. I'm like a dream is just so much. It's not about you. Right. It's about the people, and I feel like that's what a purpose is. A purpose is a dream, and I feel like sometimes you don't always find that right away. It comes to you just randomly. And you, you can't, you, I really feel like you can't search for it. Right. I feel like whether you believe in God or the universe, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it just comes to you. Right. And it comes to you randomly. And that's why I say, I think, I think I know what I'm, what I'm put here to do. It's just, it's nothing outlandish. It's just now I'm in the process of trying to just get my shit in order to get to where I need to be to do what I need to do. I'll tell you all fair because I don't want niggas to be jocking my shit. I feel you, son. What about you, Sean? What you, what you put here to do? I like, honestly don't feel like... I honestly don't something. feel like I was here for, like, one purpose. Well, I, I, feel, I don't feel like anybody is here on this earth for one purpose. I feel like we may want to do something at one point. Mm -hmm. We may feel like this is it for our life. But then we may have a phase where we just want to try some other shit. Like, and be some jack-of-all-trades type shit. I don't... That's crazy because we're all still... And how old are you? I'm 25. Okay, so how are you, little? Uh, 25. Okay, so I'm the oldest person in the room. Turn 26 next week. Shout out to me. But Shout out to you, son. It's crazy that I still think we don't know who we are as a person yet. None mm -hmm. of us. I've grown and changed so much just in the last year. My last year was my most noticeable year of growth. And even with everything that has to do with my wedding, starting this new job, all of that going on, I noticed, I, I started picking up on things like, okay, I'm not into this shit that I was all into a year ago. And I, I noticed definitely my 24, well, my 25 to 26, that just definitely my biggest year of growth. I like to say last year so far has been the best year of my life because that career job, Got a house, got married. Doing pretty good. I've been happy because me, I, I get in, in ruts. And when I start to go down that path, it's just like so much shit just well, piles so on. You shouldn't even take that like as a personal thing, son. Right. It's like a, that's like a, your brain, literally, your frontal, your cerebral cortex. I'm pretty sure that's right. Yeah. It yeah. hasn't. I've grown until you're 25. Until you're male. Right. For it, females, it's 18. You know what I'm saying? And so. At that point, like, I thought it was a 24 for everyone, but, like, honest to God, right. you know what I mean? Like, literally, your brain just hasn't stopped growing. Right. So, you can't even, you can't even be mad at yourself for these, these crazy things that you do from this time to this time because your brain hasn't completely developed I yet. I know, and it's like, I would, <laughs> it got to the point to where I would go and do something that I was all for, and I would just be sitting there like, why am I doing this? <laughs> like it would hit me like that. It'll be simple things like look like just going out with all my partners, like a little something like that. You know, it'll be cool every once in a while. But I'll be in the club like, why am I here? The fuck am I, I doing? <laughs> like I really would have them aha moments. Like I'd, rather, I'd so much rather just be at home laying down with Bree. Like this shit is trash. I think that all has a, that all came into play with me knowing I'm ready to get married too. So, but everything else is like. I don't know. But I like the growth. I feel like, and I like when I start to see it in other people. Because I don't know if it's people see what I'm doing and starting to make moves. Not like I'm the perfect person in the be all, but I like to see a lot of people making moves around me and growing in that same kind of way because we get old. Definitely. <laughs> Life so is not, coming fast. So we're not getting you know what I'm saying? We're not getting younger, but you gotta think right. we still got like 70 years, son. I know it's still crazy to say. I I be joking, saying, "Damn, I'm turning 26. I'm old as shit," but that's really not shit. It's not, man. My nana's about to turn 72, and that woman, like, every day, son, she inspires me. Like I was on Facetime with her earlier right. with Christina, right. and I was like, "Man, I love my nana." Right. Like that's that's how I want to be when I'm 70. Lord, I hope she don't listen to this because she will be pissed as hell that I fucking <laughs> that I put her age so, up. I consistently, I meet so many people every single day, and um, I always freak out about this topic, right? Mm -hmm. I go to sleep, and that's all I think about, mm -hmm. right? What am I going to be? What am I going to do? That's What's my life goal? I've been talking about this to multiple people the past couple of days. So I have a group of nine friends, right? Mm -hmm. 
four or five of them are nurses, right? And some of them made their own way, some of them had their own way. But they deserve it because they're humble people. And they do a lot to help people out. So it's not like they're stuck up because they had that. Right. But I find myself sitting there and feeling like I'm not good enough to be in this group of friends that mm. have accepted me, that I've come across, because mm-hmm. the universe has come across them, Emily being one of them, mm-hmm. you know, because I didn't have it handed to me. Right. So it's like, I wrote in a group message the other day that we've had for three years, like, you know, this is why I felt this way the other day. And it felt, it wasn't good that everybody was in the same position as I was when I wrote this, but mm-hmm. it was nice to know that when I wrote how I felt about it right. no matter if you're a nurse or this or that like people still you know some of the girls in the group text are like yeah I have a home and a family but I make $1,200 a week right. I still don't know what I'm going to do the rest of my life right. and you, I come across people every day they're 60 years old don't even have a retirement plan or a savings account or anything like that and have to think about if I retire at 65 I got $100 a month what right. am I going to do you know right. so you just have to always understand that no matter what changes you're going through, mm-hmm. that everybody's going through them in the same light. Right. Because time's forever changing. And you're always yeah, growing. Yeah. And, you know, the past and the present, you can't live in the past because time is forever changing. Mm-hmm. That's why you always miss it, but it's never going to come back again. True, right. You know what Just I mean? Gotta look forward and keep it moving. But everybody's in the same position at all points in time. Right. Because you might think that you have a goal at one point, and it might change because times forever change. You might feel a different way. Like how you said you went to the club, you don't feel that no more. <laughs> right. It's not for the club's poo. It's right. that, that's not the position and time you're in. Right. Just, in the future, you might feel it again. You know what I mean? Right. It's just it's just where you're at in that point right. in time. Yeah. So that's right. I get a lot of anxiety about it, but it's comfortable to feel like even in seventy years, the seventy the yes. seventy years left you have to live. I mean, swear you know to God, I mean? you son? might still not know what the fuck you want to do. So you you got to stop thinking of time. Be here, be now. Yeah, right. stop time, thinking is time. Right. time is irrelevant. Time is I mean, real stuff. You got to stop really thinking is. of time is is a linear being. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's that's the the theory of relativity is you can't think of it as a straight line. You got to think of it as a wave. And a lot of people don't think of it like that because right. a lot of people don't understand Albert Einstein's theory. But you just got to think of it. It's not a it's not a linear thing. Right. At, at, at all, son. Jeez. And, um, you know, energy is much deeper than what people perceive it to be because we don't we don't we don't learn those things at school we don't we don't learn how to manage money yeah. we don't yeah, learn right. energy it's like what do we learn so we really <laughs> they learn how to do more school you know? <laughs> and it's set up to make people feel anxiety about what to do so you don't come up above and ruin the system right i mean real shit son like it's just not it's not it's where it's supposed to be we're dropping some motherfucking knowledge so shit well you know what man we had we had fifty eight minutes. Holy shit, fifty eight. Yeah, we went in on this one. So oh. on that note, man, I think we're gonna wrap. You got any uh, you got anything specific you want to say? Listen, so y'all any know. Shout out you want to give. Hey, Lucy. That's it. I got something for y'all. Oh, oh shit! You got bars? Oh okay. Got bars. I'm bringing it back. <laughs> I'm bringing it back just for y'all. Shit, all right, we haven't we had about freestyle in like twenty last, episodes. Right, who's the last person that rap for us? I don't remember. I ain't trying to shit on nobody, but if I don't remember, it obviously wasn't hitting on shit. Well, damn. Oh, fuck it. Niggas, you gonna feel some type of way? Back to that so come and fight you. Hey. Sean doesn't even I'm care, son. He's got the Detroit hat on, so he feels the fight in his soul, man. He knows what's good. All right, wait. The mic's on you. All right, man. So y'all already know that Alias C was a poet, right? Mm-hmm. So this, this is right out for y'all. So, celestial beings, large drops of light for amplification, applications toward the movement, motion, potions, lights, and fruits, limes, channeling music, sick minds, infection, attention of the misuse, notes of poets too silent to speak, silence their minds with lines of thoughts, deep pain, nails to chalkboards, screeches like waves hitting sand on beaches, benched in time, time to play, four as the ball hit club, rich potential, but Poor threads, trends in money, gossip more than gospel, possible to be probable, portable problems. Text me, flight and fight and email, mailman, homeless. Less money for phone that stayed in home, household for less than loan, fresh clothes with scar crows. 
and dog is homie throw him a bone as he boned that red yellow bones in closet skeletal remains remind us of times we are ashamed scarred a pelvic and we still don't know names shames and infamous structures of race and sex chromosomial chromosomal stereotypes stereo in a room that booms and blares as we forget skeletons and share staring to green stars that are so far and near sheer love and lust loss and flush flush out close in and celestial beings bright lights that brought motion to the thoughts that i thought that night that's how we gonna end it on that note this is cool Corey j your host of the most dj what you say signing out shane Sean. Do your, do your, and do your. I ending. just said my name, bro. I don't like that. You would introduce me and just shut say I'm here with Sean. Shut your stupid ass up and say Sean, Sean in the cut. Sean, Sean in the, the cut. Shout out to biscuit bags. <laughs> yeah. Shout out my biscuit bags. The biscuit bags, Sean. <laughs>